What's in store for your business this week at Staples? Cases and cases of confidence. Staples can help give you the confidence that your business is ready for the year ahead with all the supplies you need. Like paper. And right now, when you buy a 10-ream case of Staples multipurpose paper, you get one free. So you can be confident you're ready for whatever business comes your way. Buy one case of Staples multipurpose paper, get one free. Now at Staples, where there's a whole lot in store. In store only, limit 10. Valid through 1519. SRN Survival Radio Network. Thanks for tuning in to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends, one of the most informative and entertaining talk. Thanks for tuning in to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends, one of the most informative and entertaining talk radio shows today. From social issues and trending topics to sex and relationships, no subject is ever taboo. So join us now for real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it. Happy Sunday, everybody. It is April the 19th, 2015. Welcome to the show. How's everybody doing? Great. We're great. We're good. That's good. That's good. Is everybody on the line? Nate? Uh, yes. Once again, special. Well, he's not even a special guest anymore. You know, he's a part of the family. <laughs> so how was everybody's weekend? Awesome. We great, great. Great? That don't sound too great. You sure? <laughs> nice. The weather was nice. It was beautiful. The weather was, it was Saturday beautiful was really beautiful. Unfortunately, really I worked was. all day, had plans to go to the beach, got home, and did not do that. So oh. I worked oh, as usual. Didn't get a chance to go to I, church today. Had a photo shoot for my um, my makeup graduates. They had a photo shoot, um, all of which, all of the four, which only one showed up. But um, she oh. did a wonderful job. Yeah. What were you saying, Alicia? I was going to say, I enjoyed the beach for you for several days. So. Oh, that's right. You, I saw you yeah. posted Look at you. Yeah, I got so it. What happened? You. What was that about? What was that about? Well, you know. I saw um, the house. Yes. Jacqueline Owensby, and you remember she did our show on Why uh, Did I Get yeah. Married. She Love also it. has another ministry, which is Women in Need of Empowerment or Wine. Um, oh. So it was a women's retreat about 30 women, and we were able to just spend a few days together, beautiful beach, and just, you know, having the inpouring of the Holy Spirit. It was awesome. How long were you there? We were there for three days. Oh, okay. So a lot of workshops, a lot of just, you know, together as women, just talking about those different issues and different things that we all face and being able to release that. Um, it was awesome. It, it was wonderful. So I want the next one, and I want it in like two months. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> two months. That sounds nice. That it sounds was. Nice. And of course, they yeah. fed us all weekend, so you know, <laughs> it was all good. <laughs> but I thought you were you we were we were watching our calories and stuff like that, right? It, 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 
was on the beach. I got in the hot tub. You know, I burned some calories all the way. You know, I had some water. It worked out. <laughs> Somebody's going to play some extra gym time next week. That's all that is. <laughs> yeah, I know that's right. Yeah. So anybody else do anything they want to talk about? No? What did I do? I'm just, it's still on the weekend. It's a blur. Last Sunday, I'm trying to figure out what happened. <laughs> oh, Lord. I know. It goes so fast. Yeah, yeah. sounds like my typical weekend. I know. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Anything about what, what happened with you, Nate? Nothing? <laughs> you know what? Well, nothing much happened this weekend, you know. I know you were performing. I, I did have a performance on Friday. Cool. But that's about okay. it. That's it this weekend. I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to be alive. Yes, Lord. Yes. <laughs> exactly. But I know Will had something interesting happen to him this Yeah, week. and I and I I mean I really don't want I want to try to not to laugh. But um That's like asking me to okay. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. But I mean I want you to know how devastated I was. I actually you know how you get in the car, you normally get in the car when you come out the store, start it and drive off. I actually sat in my car for I know at least about five minutes. Trying yeah. to replay my mind how I could have handled it better. What did I do oh. wrong? Did I offend this young lady? But Uh-oh. this is what happened. I went into a, um, a drugstore near my salon, and I had to, um, I forgot what I was purchasing, but I was in a really good mood, in a really good mood, and um, took my things to the item. I hadn't even looked at the cashier. I was just looking through um, my basket, putting the things on the store, I mean, on the counter. And I was like, well, how was your day? Just being bubbly. And she looked up at me, and she was like, my day was really good. But the thing that threw me off, and no fault of her own, one of her eyes went over here to the right, and the other eye went over here to the left. And they never met. So I had a hard time focusing, looking her in the face. Because, you know, when I talk to you, I want to talk to you in your face, looking in your face. And whenever I tried to do that, my eye was drawn to either one of the eyes that weren't meeting. And mm-hmm. it really, really bothered me. It really bothered me. I'm serious. Well, it really bothered me to the fact. And I was going back and forth from each other because I didn't want to, you know, show favoritism to one over the other. So I was really <laughs> going back and forth. But I knew she felt you know insecure about it. So what I did was <laughs> I, I looked it. down at the, the, the terminal with your credit card, okay. like I was just looking at the screen, because I really, it really bothered me because I didn't know what to do. So my question to you is, in situations like this, what is the the right etiquette to do, like, you know, if you're talking to somebody and perhaps they have a dirty nose, you know, you talk to people who have foul breath, or like my situation, No, you know, she was being nice, I was being nice, but I caught myself going from eye to eye, and I, I knew that wasn't, it would make her uncomfortable. What's the proper you etiquette when you end up in situations like that? You know, you got to learn how to go into character. You got to become an it really I mean, bothers me. Well, what do you, have, you never, have you ever talked to anybody and they've had something in their nose? Or what do you yeah. do? You say, excuse me, you, what, what do you, you just ignore it? No, I get a piece of tissue and get it out. You know what? <laughs> what? Why are you Nate. talking to them? Mm-hmm. Nate, Nate. Oh, my God. You can't do that so. with everybody. <laughs> They may didn't have yeah, the tissue, so not... and I had the tissue. But so see, you can just give me the tissue, please. 
Mm-hmm. Please just give me the tissue. That'd be all because right. Thank I, you. If I see it, I become responsible for it. So I have to make sure I get it out. So you have to get but it out. I, I, I'm Maybe. serious, though, But because I'm going to go back in the store, and I'm sure she's going to work there, and she's going to be pleasant. And, and she's going to be there. Do I not look at her? Yes. Yeah, you know right what I say in those situations? It depends. Like, in Nate's situation, if it's just somebody's nose, you know, I had that same experience this weekend, and the person was so nice, they grabbed a box of tissues, and they started to slide it towards me. And instantly, I knew it was like, oh, is there something okay. in my nose? And she's like, yeah, yeah, you might want to. <laughs> so, oh, like okay. did. But in that your case, with someone, it was. Yeah, that's a good way to handle it. But, like, with someone's eyes, and it's a, you know, it's a, I don't want to say disability, but it's like a vision mm. issue. Mm. I think what I would do is probably, you know how when you're speaking and you're not, you're supposed to be giving the perception, you're maintaining eye contact, mm. and you look above their head. So to them it looks like you're looking oh. at your face, but you're not. I would do one of those numbers. Because like you said, she's probably self-conscious, and you don't want to apologize. And be like, you know, I'm so sorry, because that just makes it worse. Uh, or yeah. what you can do is, instead of looking at either eye or above her head, just look at her nose. <laughs> because she don't know. be obvious. <laughs> she don't know. Oh, she said he's looking me in my eyes. I appreciate you for the eye-to-eye contact. <laughs> We just had to try this being. I think this, he's caught up in the fact that he's afraid of how his facial expressions are going to look. Yes, yes. So he yes. has to just try to just really like knowing how to have us a kind of a going to character, really like just practice a, a more straight face and just not pay attention to it because I think that's what you're really dealing with. She doesn't know how you're feeling, and she doesn't really know if you are looking at it or not unless you're making it obvious. Exactly. You can't help. You can't help. You can't help. You can't. Really can't. And she could have. I mean, and she actually could have been multitasking. You don't know. She was definitely. She was looking at this department. She could have been looking, looking down that, that aisle over there. there. <laughs> you know what? Y'all not right. Y'all are not right. Oh my but God. I'm gonna take it some lunch. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take it some yes, lunch. Yes, you do that. See, now yeah. you might be doing a little bit too much. <laughs> a little bit too much. Okay. Um, we actually have a caller on the line. We have okay. um, Jacoby calling in from Norfolk. So let's welcome him to the show. Welcome to the show, Jacoby. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here to join this nice, thank intelligent you. conversation. Thank you. How <laughs> can right. we help you? Well, I want to skip to that church fight where the women are fighting over that <laughs> man. Oh, okay. okay. coming up later in the show. Yes. Did you oh. hear about that? Yeah, I saw it on your on your poster. So that's why yeah, I, yeah. I just Googled it. And I was just like, woo. Yes, yes. <laughs> and that's coming up. Um, Alicia, when are we going to talk about that? That's a little later in the show, right? A little later in the show. Are okay. you talking about okay. the cockeyed lady? Yeah, that's what we were talking about. I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to say that. Just say, well, I mean, it's a right ability. Oh, okay. Well, you should have just stood on one side and just focused on one eye, just like it was a cyclone. But then, like I said, but what about the other eye? It's lonely. I mean, what are you You know what? Y'all too? You don't worry about her her other eye because 
she could do you like that Hernandez man did and shot his bodyguards. I, I don't even talk about folks they might have guns. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well. well. Did you all want to go ahead and um, talk about that topic now? Oh, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> okay. We're, well, we're ready. We're fired up. Tell us about what happened, Alicia. She 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 knows all about that. You know, th- this is a real sad story to me. I mean. It, it you, Like a lot of the hot topics, it just shows how ridiculous our society has become. Um, basically, oh, yeah. just to give you, yeah, just to give you the short version, um, they were at Bible study, mm-hmm. and one of the women approached the next one and said, you need to stop sleeping with whoever the person was. I'm familiar. I'm familiar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Lord, he's going to And then what happened was when they returned that Sunday morning for service, this is a whole mm-hmm. other day, Mm-hmm. Um, one of the women went up and said, so are you going to start something today? And I guess the mm-hmm. other woman had said, no, I'm not starting anything during service. And one mm-hmm. of the women's daughters jumped in, you know, to sort of separate the two. So it wound up being like a three-women, you know, three-woman fight. And when the police, I mean, the police took pictures, so there's supposed to be evidence mm-hmm. that each woman was injured, but they won't release the pictures yet. But all of this was over. A man, and actually, they were fighting near the choir section while service mm-hmm. was going on on Sunday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the church, service going on. Yeah. Yeah. In the and that church. was in good old Memphis. Yeah. So, what do you think about that, Jacoby? I think, well, I think that they should have found another location. I think it was very disrespectful and immature. And just uncalled for to do it in the church. They didn't have any class or respect for God's house, so they should have took that to the street, met at IHOP, or you know, put it on um, World Star with the rest of the IHOP fights or something like that. Or they should have just uh, they just should have let the, let the man just go because if he's playing them. Then you know why are you gonna fight the woman? Fight the man. You got the issue with the your your participant. They are not cheating on you. They are innocent. You get the man who has the relationship with you. If you got mm. to go that route, I wouldn't fight nobody. I would be headed out to the exit sign, try to make sure that I don't get no scratches on my Hollywood over nobody. Mm-hmm. What, what, did, the guy, did the guy go there? Too? No, but you know it was on on Google. When I googled it, it said there wasn't just three. The whole each family oh, joined yeah, in, family, so it was, it was a in. family brawl. It was a family oh, versus awesome. family brawl, like the Hatfields and the McCoys. Yeah, like that. See, I'm a firm believer. I'm a firm believer that you. I'm going to have to beat you when you show out at. So if you showed out in the house of the Lord. Oh, I'm going to have to beat you where you showed out at. Please don't beat nobody in church. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Please don't. Please. Just save it somewhere else. <laughs> well, you, you're, 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 you're the, you're, you would say that because you were the one that said you, you might have participated at the church or had the lover or something like that. No, no, no. That was so not me. <laughs> no. Oh, no, no. I was, that. No, no. I'm not about that life. Sorry. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> but not in the church. I have seen no. some stuff go down at churches. But yeah, you need I have to, mm-hmm. Guns and knives and stuff. You need to take that stuff out. You exactly. know, Jesus does want you to come as you are. But some stuff you need to leave outside the church until you fix mm-hmm. it. 
And that's one of those things. You can't fight over your man in church. If, if you're going to fight over a man, just don't do it in church. Thank you. The rest of us like to have service. Amen. Woo. No, we shouldn't be fighting over a man at all. That's Why? right. With that. <laughs> but if you choose to, please don't do inside the church. Oh, my gosh. Roger Cooper, thanks so much for calling in. Thanks for listening. And, yeah, you know, we're going we're gonna to be having other topics that we're talking about. This whole show is about hot topics. So call back in if you hear something that you want to chime in on. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow for lunch. Oh, yeah, that's right, 1 o'clock. All right. And, and I can care. still only get my, my Philly and cheese, right? That's it, or else we'll be fighting at this sub shop. All right, I'm going to bring my tennis shoes. All right. <laughs> All right, love you. All right. Oh, wow. <laughs> Okay. Okay. That was something. Fighting at the church, but that's not the first time because there was like not too long ago, a couple months ago, somebody got shot. Didn't the pastor get shot, or somebody got shot in the church? You remember that last year? You know, it's always somebody. And I think it was over. It was over the daughter. I think the pastor had did something with someone's daughter. And the guy came in there. You remember that name? Somebody church somewhere. I do. Wow. Oh wow. Craziness. Yeah. But um, I think we have another caller coming up soon, but I just wanted to – I had a question I wanted to go ahead and present to you guys. Did you hear anything about the new Oxygen show coming on? I saw a preview for it. It's called um, The Prancing Elites Project. Okay. Check that out. Let me tell you what it's about. It's about five African-American. They're – Gay, they're non-gender conforming, meaning pretty much they they don't they're men, but they don't look like men. They um, wear makeup, lashes, and all that kind of stuff. But they're a dance group. They really, really, really can dance, and they, they, their passion is to be dancers. Um, but they live in Alabama. Mobile is it mobile or mobile? One of the mobile. Mobile. Mo, mobile. Mobile, mobile, Alabama. 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 And they um. Basically, they're trying to fight for their independence to be who they are, and they just want to live their passion. Of course, in the South, everything is discriminated against, and of course, being a black gay male, not to mention five of them. But um, these guys, they're really, um, Oxygen has given them a show, and it's basically following them, their their, um, perseverance through hurdles, basically, and rejections. I saw in some of the tapes where they're being, like, escorted out of, events, out of dance competitions, out of parades, because um, people are saying that they're um, disturbing the peace by causing commotion because they're coming, trying to dance, just trying to do what they, what they feel like they were born to do and just getting um, ridiculed by society. And I just think yeah. that was really, really bad. So I just wanted to find out, did you guys think that um, this was being offensive because um, they pretty much knew what they were going to get, but some people want something so bad enough. Have you ever wanted anything that bad enough, knowing that, you know, it may not be well-received? Um, I know when I first started doing hair, it was, I mean, I told my mom that I wanted to do hair, it was not well-received, because I was in college to do something totally different, um, entering into a field that was still is pretty much female-dominated um, and is not the ideal successful career that most people look at, even though I have done a remarkable job at it. Um, yeah. There was there was some controversy in it, but it was something that I wanted to do, so I stood up for what I wanted to do, and, and, and I'm doing it very well. So 
So I just want to know how you guys feel about it. Do you think they're they're being um, offensive and presenting themselves like that? Now they're on TV, Oxygen has given them a show. Um, or do you think this is just, do you agree with them going after their, their passion in life? I definitely mm-hmm. agree with them going after their passion. But what I what I'm hesitant about is the way. I don't think like me as a singer, I like I like to sing, but there's a time and a place to sing. If I'm not mm-hmm. on program to sing, then I can't sing. But mm-hmm. and what they're doing is they're bombarding events to be a mm-hmm. part of. It. They're not. It's not like that. They're being asked to be in the event and being discriminated. They are going to events oh. that they wasn't a part of and trying to be a part of those events. But, I mean, the show does show them in a way where they are in events that they have been invited to. But mm-hmm. I think for the most, the controversy of it is them going where they weren't invited and trying mm-hmm. to of course, that's yeah. going to create some sort of tension with anybody. Mm-hmm. So you've are, you're already black, then you got on makeup and a leotard. Mm-hmm. So that's going to stir up its own emotion. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I definitely agree with them following their dreams, being whoever they are. Um, one of my talks that I like to give is free to be me. So of course, we want them to be free to be them, but. You also want to do do it in DC and in order. I'm about to preach. Mm. Go to go get me, Reverend John. <laughs> yeah, please don't. Please oh don't. Lord, help me. Please don't. Well, yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't know that they were actually bombarding. So you know, I had the story mixed up. I was thinking that maybe they were just they were participating in events and then they were being discriminated against. So yeah. they're just kind of showing up. Yeah, they're showing up. Showing up and showing out. Right. (laughs) Well, you know, my only thing is, and this is just my perception from the commercials I've seen, one thing, you know, I'm total agreement about your being who you are. But you have to understand whatever, I'll call it your brand, whatever picture you want to demonstrate to the world, you've Mm -hmm. got to take all of it. So if I'm being authentically me and I have no shame with that, this is who I am, that means I'm ready for any type of, you know, cheering, any jesting, the whole nine right. yards. And the only right. thing I felt about this, you know, this presentation and the way it's being advertised, although you're being confident, I have an issue that you're falling into that stereotypical role of ridicule. And I think, I don't know if that's the marketing of the way the show is marketed for, you know, mm-hmm. viewers or how they're doing that. But it's like, do we, I don't feel like it's projecting confidence. I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, it's actually, in a way, sort of making fun of you with the viewing public. I get right. that. But, that's the word I'm working for. A lot of times when you look on TV, that's what they want. as That's their perception of a gay man. Someone yeah. exactly. who's who wear leotards mm. and jazz of socks yes. and makeup. But, of course, the average gay man isn't that man, you know. Exactly. But they like that because it heightens, and it also creates good TV because yeah, right. that comes drama. Yeah. Independent yeah. and drama, that's what they're all about. So I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. wow. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, so what we're going to do now is we're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and then we come back. We have Educator. 
Miss Tanya Liverman, who's going to be back to answer some questions about what's going on in Georgia. A couple of teachers, Ooh. not a couple of teachers, a lot of teachers, mm-hmm. really got messed up, right? Wow. Right. So just um, stay right there. We'll be right back and listen to Let's Face. Dirty filter in your heating and air system can cause major damage to your unit and pollute the air in your home. Having proper maintenance to your heating and air system is just like getting a tune-up on your car. Because you want today and avoid spending unnecessary money tomorrow. Call Temperature Design Heating and Air today. 770-823-7160. That's 770-823-7160. Thank you for tuning in to the hottest station out, the Survival Radio Network. This award-winning network has over 900,000 downloads with 30 powerful shows hitting the airwaves Monday through Sunday. If you're looking for inspiration, motivation, and education, this network is for you. Check us out by visiting www.survivalradionetwork.us. Onward to one million. And remember, we do radio. Make your business dreams reality at the Dream Project Symposium, April 16th and 17th. 2015 at the Georgia World Congress Center downtown Atlanta. Hear from business leaders including CEO of Starfish Media Group, Soledad O'Brien, CEO of Johnson Publishing, Desiree Rogers, Celebrity Top Chef, Chef Robley, and Grammy Award winners Estella Nindyari and more. Register today at dreamprojectonline.com, presented by the Igami Group, Prudential Financial, Verizon Wireless, and Delta Airlines. Do you have tax issues? Owe back taxes or need tax relief? Contact L&B Tax Service today. L&B offers you over 15 years of expertise and first-class tax service for individuals, professionals, and business owners. With nationwide service, you can easily find a location near you. Contact one of our tax professionals through our website, lbtaxservice.com. That's www.lbtaxservice.com. L&B Tax Service Incorporated. Tax professionals that you can trust. SRN Survival Radio Network. Welcome back. Listen to Let's Face It. Tonight's show is all about hot topics. And to weigh in on our next hot topic, we have a very special guest, Ms. Tanya Liverman. Ms. Tanya Liverman is an author of Memoirs of an Educator, and she's also a motivational speaker who has described her life as treating life as a big classroom. Please welcome to the show, Ms. Tanya Liverman. Good evening. Welcome Hello, to your Yeah. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's good to have you. This is Janae Kay. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Wonderful. Could you please give us some input on this um, very disturbing hot topic about 11 out of 12 former educators who were found guilty of racketeering um, or cheating 
as a result of pressure for them to reach a certain level within testing in Atlanta, Georgia. So could you give us some more insight on that? Uh, yes. Um, basically, you know, standardized testing has gotten more and more in the spotlight. Uh, it's existed. We have it in our state. Um, but what has happened in some states, uh, what they're doing is using the test scores uh, to measure the results of students' learning to give bonuses and, you know, other things for um, rewards for teachers. And I guess what's happening is, Nowadays, and there's many reasons. If you want to know, I'll talk about that later. But scores are lowering, grades are lowering, test scores are lowering, and so what we're finding is that people are being accused and convicted of changing and erasing scores, and that is what has broken out in Atlanta, where um, you know these educators were caught cheating. Administrators, there were three top administrators who were sentenced to seven years in prison, with 13 years probation, and um. One of the biggest arguments is not just the conviction, but how harsh it was. And um, mm-hmm. I believe uh, the judge found them so guilty that when he offered the plea deal for an agreement, it was more lenient. When they refused to take that plea deal, um, that's when the uh, sentences were handed down even more harsh. And um, I actually got to hear a couple of them speak out as to why they took they did not take the plea deal. Um, and one of the educators said that she's going to appeal um, she believes in due process, and she said that taking the plea deal would say that she's guilty and she's standing on her innocence. And so I thought that was interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But basically, you know, having the student achievements helping, you know, these teachers or principals and administrators, it does secure promotions and cash bonuses. And so that's what they're linking everything to, um, mm-hmm. which to me, test scores, um, they're not a true measurement of a student's an intellect or their educational or academic setting for what's happening in the classroom. There are students that can come in there and do well on projects and assignments, but then test horribly. Um, I don't right. believe that they are accurate measurements personally as an educator and as a parent. Um, but it's, it's a shame that things have gotten to this point. Uh, so I have a question. As far as the standard, the standardized test that the kids are taking, um, do you do you feel that the test is something that is really helping the kids? Um, some of the tests are cue. So, you know, for instance, in science, I know uh, our science teacher gets frustrated because hers is not just on one year of teaching. It's based on all of middle school teaching. So she has right. to catch up sixth and seventh grade and teach eighth grade and then review all three grades to, you know, have an SOL for it. Um, okay. And then you have, like, your writing SOL. You you had one in fifth grade, but you don't have another one until eighth grade. Well, you have three years, three different teachers um, that teach different ways before that next SOL. And um, I, I don't think that, you know, it's an accurate measurement. I really don't. So basically now they're teaching basically just the test. All, yes. all That's what it seems like. is now is the yeah. test. Uh-huh. Yes, mm-hmm. it's 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 they have their pacing guides, they have everything. Um, even the lesson plans are getting even more stringent as to how tactical they have to be to teach. And you know, it is frustrating to see everyone teaching to the test and teaching exactly what they have to teach based on the pacing guide. And to me, it removes mm-hmm. the creativity and the fun out of teaching, but yet exactly. learning as students. Exactly, because mm-hmm. to me, I feel like if I was a teacher, you have a passion for teaching kids. 
it also cuts that passion away too because yeah. you can't even give them the necessary things that they need for life because mm-hmm. the only thing you can teach them is a test. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and, and when you have the mixed uh, learning now, um, because now they have the inclusion settings, they've removed a lot of the special education inclusion classes. So they're mainstreaming students who have learning disabilities or maybe they have physical um, disabilities or handicaps that provide accommodations, and they're not on the same level as some of the higher learning students, but they're all placed in the same classes. Now, some yeah. are uh, according to math at times, but um, – Definitely testing, you know, teaching to test with all kinds of testing levels basically can be frustrating. Yeah, can mm-hmm. imagine. I have a question, too. Yeah, this is Will. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. That's good. So I have a question. I think I was reading when I was looking at this, this a lot of the, the articles on this topic. Were the teachers or are the teachers, are they, is, is their job pretty much dependent on whether they can get the students to pass, and are they rewarded anyway if they can get, like, a percentage to pass? I'm trying to figure yeah. out motivation for all of those doing that. So that it is, yeah. their job pretty much is on the line for it? Yes, um, not just their job. Um, some, Depending on where you live, obviously, across the nation, um, some mm-hmm. of it is based on their job. Some is based on cash bonuses or, you know, oh, I'm up for this promotion. If I can get these test scores up, then I can go for this promotion. Um, so it is based on that. But now with teacher evaluations, some some states have passed where teacher evaluations include um, the students' surveys based on what they think of their teacher as well as the students' grades. Wow. Well, I have a question, Tanya, and this is Alicia. Mm-hmm. You are defined as your author, Definitely have your, um, and we can give you room to to tell us about that, definitely have your years in teaching, and you're described as the educator. Yes. It seems to be that we have the pressure for the from the administration. Um, there's not always the principal and the other school administrator's support. Then we have the pressure from the parents. It's not always where, you know, the teacher does what traditionally they should do. You you teach the student. That student goes home with the information, and the parents pick up what the mm-hmm. teacher taught them. You know, a lot of times now it's just the teacher is supposed to do everything. And then with the SOL standards you have where, and other standardized testings, you have where, like you said earlier, I'm not just testing them on this year's knowledge. I'm testing them on what they should have known and been taught years ago, which may not always happen in the education system. So right. what support, I mean, what are, what are teachers supposed to do? Um, you know, most of us would agree the cheating scandal, that wasn't the best option. But right. some would argue that you're backing them in a corner when you exactly. have extra pressure of these standards. Mm-hmm. So what is the educator supposed to do? Well, here's another pressure that I see, and it's not just what I see, but it's what I hear from other educators across the nation. Um, There is no accountability coming back from home. I should say there's less of an accountability. We find that there's there's students that are coming in causing more behavioral issues. They're not being held accountable at home, and so they're causing the disruption. So now not only do you have a pressure of teaching to the test, But now you have the pressures of trying to teach while you have behaviors going on that are not being dealt with at home. 
And so mm. there's only so much that we can do in school. And administrators mm-hmm. can back you on it, but also can only back you up to a certain extent because, you know, customer service is what we do with parents. You have to face that, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But now we have, you know, students who aren't held accountable, so they don't, they, they don't lack the enthusiasm to be in school, let alone learn. And then what I see happening is it's wearing teachers out. So, you know, maybe mm-hmm. there needs to be more training done on gaining a good rapport with the students. I mean, that's what I wrote in my book. It's, it's so important to have the student-centered learning environment and teach according to the students. And taking and teaching towards tests removes that. It, it just takes the student out altogether. Exactly. So the pressure is on. The pressure is on. It's very difficult to teach um, knowing that it's based on this rigor. Everybody's talking about rigor, rigor, rigor. But what about the students as well? Because when you're when you're putting that much pressure on the teacher, you lose the enthusiasm as to why you got that teacher's license in the first place, exactly. why you decided exactly. to get into education, all the things yeah. that take you from being, oh, I'm coming in as an educator, and now I'm an educator because I, I got my heart in this, I'm putting my heart first, the students are first. All that goes out the window when you start seeing the pressures come in. And then you have a chaotic classroom that you can't control because of behaviors, and all of that just gets added on top, and the pressures get enormous. Just terrible. Just terrible. I've got clients who who are getting out of teaching actually because of the test. Yeah. Because it must be really bad if you've been in there all the time and then you're you're getting out because of that. That's that's sad. That's really sad. And I just feel that, especially for one high school, because a lot of it starts in middle school. So if you don't have that core or that that good middle school grounding for this test, once you get out of high school, it's even harder. Oh yeah, mm. oh yeah. And not, I work in not just school. for the students, but for the teacher as well. Oh yeah, I work in middle school, and one of my uh, new teachers, she's um, from high school, and her mind is blown. She's just like, "This is crazy," because she's used to older students, and she's seeing why they are the way they are sometimes because of exactly. the handout from middle school. And exactly. um, it's, it's not the same middle school as my generation, or even the generation after me. It's it's a very different picture with middle school kids. Wow. Well, you know, you, you gave us a lot of good information. But if you could, could you just tell us some about your book, about being an educator, and where the listeners could follow you for more information? Oh, sure, most definitely. Well, like I said, my book is uh, Memoirs of an Educator, and it is based on going beyond the classroom and extending your heart to have a student-centered learning environment. And um, you can find my book on my website, nativeproductionsva.com. And um, you'll get a lot of insight on having that student-centered learning environment, and it speaks to every role in education. The subtitle is An Inspiration for Education. And um, I actually have one of the Newport News School Board chairs write the preface to the book to support being an educator. All right. Wonderful. Well, we would like to thank you so much for um, joining our conversation on today. Um, and don't be a stranger. So anytime you want yeah, to come please in, don't. in, just <laughs> Just yeah. come on in. Thank yes, you. exactly. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. Thank you. Thank you All so right. much. Have a great night. Yes. You too. Bye bye. Wow. Wow. I tell you. Very I don't I don't even I can't even say what I would do as an educator because mm-hmm. I mean I think they were they were in survival mode. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They were in survival mode. My girlfriend, Sharon, she's an educator, and she made it so real to me one time. We was talking about 
cost of living. And she said, mm-hmm. can you imagine making the same amount of money that you made in 2000 when bread, mm-hmm. milk, everything has gone up, but mm-hmm. you're still making that same amount of money and everything else has gone up. So can you imagine them wanting these raises or they wanting to keep their job, just to keep their job? So they went directly right. into survivor mode. I mean, I don't, I'm, I can't even say that they were wrong. I, of course, it's wrong to cheat, and it's not good to teach the kids to cheat. But without right. that proper foundation from, like I say, middle school, it's hard mm-hmm. for those high school students to get it. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's one of those things you can never say what you would do unless you're mm-hmm. in that situation. Unless you're in that situation. Exactly. Yeah. And speaking of another situation where you can't say what you would do until you're in it, um, most of you probably have heard about uh, the Jesse Curl co-creator that committed suicide. Yeah, she Mm -hmm. committed suicide December of last year. Well, of course, it didn't end there. Um, T.T. Branch was her name. You know, and, and it's the, the story we hear so much in America, especially in Hollywood. You know, you have a multi-million dollar hair care empire that you built with your sister, you know, Humble Salon in Brooklyn. Um, that was her, her, her partner, her best friend. They have this booming business off natural hair care, Jessie Curls. Um, but three weeks before Christmas, it's quoted that she fell into a deep depression. She couldn't escape it. And she hung herself in her midtown apartment. Mm-hmm. Now we have a legal battle ensuing between her sister, who was the, you know, co-founder, and and they worked together to build this business, and um, TT Branches, which is the uh, person that committed suicide, her boyfriend. Um, mm-hmm. They're saying that the sister is claiming that he took advantage of her while her health was compromised, and she's referring to the fact of her deep depression. Um, mm-hmm. They said that he managed to extract hundreds of thousands of dollars from her to launch his own, get this, beard care business. Beard mm-hmm. as in facial hair. Then $420,000 to buy and renovate a Pennsylvania house. A house. A house. Mm-hmm. And then $135,000 interest-free loan. Not just a loan. Interest-free loan. Uh, interest-free. Interest-free. Wow. Now, who's yes. going to say that? Who's going to stipulate that? Right well, that was her man. But then it, it gets better. Within days of her death, he peppered her grieving parents with emails, um, as the story alleges, um, that there was a new drafted will, and T.T. had gave, given him 50% of everything. Mm. He then took her computer, and he refused to return it to the family unless they forked over an expensive Cartier bracelet um, that she owned. And they said when he did return the computer, the hard drive had been scrubbed clean. Now, he Mm -hmm. claims that T.T. had a falling out with her sister in September 2013, which is why she changed her, you know, took her off as a beneficiary on the life insurance, why, um, you know, talked about how the sister drove her out of the company, that they started together back in 2014. So he's pointing, you know, they, they had all of these, these issues with each other and that's why the changes were made and all of that so with that story and and you know if you you go into it you know 
they paint a story of, you know, they were in love. You know, it was one of those things when they met each other, they fell in love fast and hard, and they were, you know, trying to have uh, a baby. They were doing these unsuccessful fertility treatments. And, you know, so the, the boyfriend is saying that led to her depression, and his love wasn't enough. So they're just going back and forth in a court battle, which is just such a tragic end to such a beautiful beginning, such a, a beautiful story of what they built together. Right. Yeah, but, uh, I mean. Did you see her? Did, did you mean white towards that? Have you seen what she looks like? T.T.? Yeah. yeah. She is a beautiful girl. She is beautiful. Yeah. I mean, because when we were working with Mazzani, um, a lot of things were going natural, and they were like a big sponsor for a lot of the events. So, yeah. and with the whole new natural phase coming on, like, you know, we discussed last week, Miss Jessie's was in demand. They're in Target. Their business is blowing up. Yes. Just yeah, looking really at her, you would think she was on top of the world. And then, number one, when I found out that she had committed suicide, I didn't even know that she had hung herself until no. I read this for this show. Um, but just what yeah, people are going through, just looking at them, you, right. you would think she's on top of the world. And then she's at right. the Every time you saw them, they were beautiful women. You thought, you know, they have all this money, they're single, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. They must have everything going for themselves. And for this to happen, and then now after she's gone, now they're they're fighting. I knew it was going to lead to the money, though. Um, but yeah. I just believe something is suspicious about not the the hard drive is scrubbed clean and mm-hmm. 50%. The sister didn't know anything about that. Um, right. Because I do understand how you could be involved so in, so involved with somebody that for a while you're you know you're kind of separated from your family from anybody pretty much because you're just right. into that person. But to make those type changes, permanent changes, mm-hmm. it's not like he, she, he was her husband or anything. That was her boyfriend. Right. But right. something to me about that is a little suspicious. Very yeah. suspicious. But my thing yeah. is, you, mm-hmm. you could tell she was hurting because she hung herself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that, a I mean, that, woman. Exactly. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. pills is an easy method, or easy way. Right. I'm, not, I'm not giving methods to get out, but those are different ways. to. But when you actually hang yourself, you're feeling uh-huh. this. It's right. not an instant death. That's you're suffering. feeling You're this. suffering. You really exactly. suffer when you do that. It's just so okay. tragic. Oh, my God. I wonder if, okay, I'm not even going to speculate, but, oh. So I yeah. guess oh, yeah. only time will tell. But, you know, yeah. it was one more thing that, mm-hmm. well, while we're on the subject of suicide, that was just so sad to me. Um, we just posted probably about an hour ago. There was mm-hmm. a couple And, you know, it brings us back to our society today. There was a couple who, and they were in their 40s. For whatever reason, they didn't have jobs. They were no longer working. And, you know, we have GoFund now, so you can have a GoFund account and and raise money that way. Well, they did that. They, They established a GoFund account, and they talked about the fact that, you know, where we have this much money, I think it was some small, maybe $13 or something, and, you know, they could eat maybe a few more meals, but they didn't have water, running water anymore. They didn't have heat. And so they, they had the $13 dollars in the GoFundMe? No, they, no, they, they had that in the last savings. Their savings. Oh, okay, they were okay. like 13 okay. or $30. And they okay. were asking mm-hmm, the public mm-hmm. for money, you know, could you help us? And that no one really responded. So this couple, who's down on their luck and struggling, 
they decide that they're going to take some coal um, heating structure um, and, and, and make a fire. They shut their bedroom door, and they killed themselves by carbon monoxide. Wow. And while you're saying They left story, a note. They left a note. They oh left a God. note. And while you're saying this they, story, they planned it. Yeah. Exactly. And you're viewing this story and you're hearing all of this responses, but then there's a response by the pastor that says, if this was more of a tight-knit community, somebody would have helped. Somebody would have noticed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's so, while we're on that same topic, we never know what the next person is going through. But it just amazes me, a whole community. And then someone said in the article, I think it was the pastor as well, there were probably programs in the community mm-hmm. that they would have been eligible for. But they talked about how they had tried to get funding for for food assistance and things like that, and, and they were denied. So yeah. it's just baffling in America how you have, you know, neighbors, and you don't know your neighbors. Not saying you have to get in their business, but somebody can yeah. be right there beside you, and they're cold, they're hungry, lights are getting turned off, and no one knows, and they feel like, well, we've done everything we could do, now we're just going to end our life. And what's just even terrible. crazy about America is that we have people like this in this country. I mean, yes. one of we are one of the wealthiest nations in the world, mm-hmm. and there are people still going, kids, you know, there are grown folks, but even children still going yeah. hungry or going without. But then when you try to go up for a program, I mean, you have to be – Almost near death yes. before they approve. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's very yeah. hard. It's not and just I hard. Mean, it's just not to get to, not to have, or not to be able to pay your light bill, or not be able to have food. But when you get to the program, then you got to jump through hoops just to get approved. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, and then you know, get approved for nothing. Yeah. America's yeah. gonna be very judgmental too. And then you know the whole GoFund account. People probably were, you know skeptical about whether or not it would be untruthful because there are a lot of people who are, you know, running scams yeah. and things of that nature. So mm-hmm. people are just can't really – people aren't as trusting as they used to be, which is, is, is but, unfortunate. But you know what's so stupid is you have GoFund accounts where someone says, um, could you help me get money to accompany my girlfriend on spring break, and you'll give them mm-hmm. $300. And people do and you don't it. question yeah. anything. So it's crazy. And that's a good point because I know we've all been at red lights and seen the people with the veteran signs on the side of the street. Um, right. Every time we're coming out of stores, um, sometimes they and I will be places, and, you know, there will be people who asking for money, and you just don't know whether this person right. is being truthful, whether they're trying to swindle you. Mm-hmm. So it's sad to see these two people who I'm sure people around them, I don't know if, you know, it was apparent that they were struggling, but people who may have wanted to do it, but just, you know, suspicious of where the money mm-hmm. was going. And it's sad that we've gotten to a point in this world that you have to, you have to wonder. Because, I mean, people come by our salon all the time, you know, asking for this. We used to have a lady come in selling cupcakes. I hope she's not listening. Selling cupcakes for her kids who got cancer. Every time I turn around, it's a different kid that has cancer. And I'm like, come on now. Oh, yeah. She's selling cupcakes. She has this speech. And we've been at different salons, and she's come into the different salons not knowing we're the same people. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm like, oh. But then, well, they would give to the TV infomercials. And people, right. you know, well. you know, everybody need to eat. But y'all got me, Alicia, 
Janae, Will, we would get the same picture of the same person <laughs> that we can for with Sister See. Sally right next door, and we can give Sally $2. You know you what? Cut. Okay. I'm just telling y'all how y'all are. Uh, That's exactly okay. why. Yes. Well, i tell you what. We're going to meditate on that. <laughs> We're going to take another quick commercial break. Um, but keep in mind, the phone lines are still open. Yes, they and are. After you, they are. One nine one seven nine three two ten seventy eight. And if you press one, you're in the queue. Um, also, you will be able to have a recording of this on Stitcher, on TuneIn, as well as iTunes. Um, so yeah. join us shortly when we come back to Let's Face It. Oh, you know what? On second thought. We don't even have to go to commercial. We can stay we right here. We gotta pay bills right now. <laughs> <laughs> Will already paid the bill. <laughs> okay, thank you. So since he paid we the bill, pay I bill. guess we go yeah. stay home for a month. We got a few more minutes because Will paid the bill. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Thank you. Jesus paid it all, and so did Will. Thank yes. you so yes. much. <laughs> all right. Let's you know talk what? about that. Will Donald had a very Sterling. interesting question. I oh think think you had an interesting question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know how y'all going to feel because y'all are all pretty and stuck up and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's me. But, you know, I just want to know, and I don't mind being real about it. I just want to know, do you have, in your whole clique of friends, I, I, I'm just assuming that you all have, you know, your own BFFs, your own crew, your own clique. And is there an unspoken rule that you abide by that you don't date your friends? your friend's exes? Yes. And if so, why? <laughs> what, what, what's that about? I'm going to let your day take that first. I just, it's just, you just don't do it. It's Now, granted, I do have some friends who would, would disagree with me, in it, but I have different sets of friends, though. But, you know, and, and it, it, it's unspoken, but why would you want to, Date someone that your friend has been with, and this, especially if they share things with you about things they've done and and all that kind to of verify. stuff. To verify, like it's too much. <laughs> well, what? Yeah. What you say? To verify. <laughs> oh my God! Make sure it's true. <laughs> let, 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 I have let never, me. I have never, ever, ever. Now maybe I'm just crazy. I've never had a problem with that. One of my. Really? Greatest relationships came from a friend of mine, a good friend of mine. You know. Okay, can I ask a question about that? It depends. It depends. Go ahead. <laughs> but, okay. So I ask a question. I just might not get the answer. <laughs> there it goes. Mm-hmm. When you say that was one of your best relationships. Yeah. Still near is. What Go ahead. Age, all right. Near what age did you take that person? Or or. Well, I'll just say it. Take that person from the I point. was 28, probably. Okay. Which means a person Because to me, 20. it does make a difference with that, too. Well, oh, you know, the I age. don't know how, okay. how much time went by from the time that your friend dated the person to the time you dated them. Yeah. It went by. I went that over too. their house, and they were there, and I saw them. I said, very nice, very nice. Okay. And then the next day, we started talking. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Wait a minute. Were they with them? Okay. Not anymore, yeah. <laughs> oh! You said but it was never anything were serious. They weren't serious. They weren't serious. Well, it was just an interest they? at that time. They were just, it was just an interest. 
wait a minute. So they wanted the person. And you They were trying to date the person that, too. That, oh. that was a, it was let me okay, without getting to you know. <laughs> it that You it brought was, it up it was strictly physical. It was between them it was strictly physical. Do you get oh, that? Father. Do you get that? I think that hey, made it I need to break it down some more. No, I got that. <laughs> okay, strictly physical. So I mean and I knew that. And all parties knew that. And I wanted it to be a little bit more so, you know. And I didn't see anything wrong with that. So how when you think about everybody's been with somebody else, who knows if later down the road you're gonna end you'll be friends with somebody they were friends with. I just think their whole road is stupid. You know what? You're stretching that wheel. I'm gonna put it like this. <laughs> I'm going to put it like I this. I really think it depends. Uh-huh. I, yes. I think it depends on the situation. Mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer in life. You should never say never. So mm-hmm. there are things until you're in a situation, you may think one way, things happen. My mm-hmm. only issue, the reason that I say no as well, is because I either have friends where you're married mm-hmm. and you're happily married. Awesome mm-hmm. relationship. Of course I don't want that. That that's your husband, that's your spouse. I, I don't want somebody else's spouse. But then mm-hmm. you have like friends where, let's say it's boyfriend or interest or like that situation. It was just you know y'all hooking up. I'm not going to be mean, but for the majority of them, you shouldn't want him. I don't want him either. So you know it's not even an issue right there. But just you know that's your relationship. I don't want your second or your first or nothing else. I don't want it's to not second. It's, it's a whole new thing. Well, okay, After I'm going to respect I'm no, going to respect your wishes. I haven't you gotten think, to I haven't gotten to answer this. Oh, oh, I, I think it's a oh. sin. Oh, look at the time. Look at the time. <laughs> look, at, look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Yes. You know it's a thank sin for God to take your <laughs> best friend's partner. <laughs> Whether they want them or not. <laughs> Whether they wanted you or not. You know what uh, now, that's the key word. That's the key word there. Whether they wanted you, and you just went along with it. But, okay, go ahead. Oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Well, uh-oh. let the time like say him. amen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what? This, this is a nice little segue to next week's show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. We're going to yeah, talk about yeah, embracing yeah. envy. Embracing envy. envy and finding the spiritual treasure in one of nature's most shameful emotions. We're going to have psychologist Josh Gressel, um, awesome book, and that is the title of the book. And he's really going to talk about how envy is a universal emotion, but how mm-hmm. instead of being shamed by it, there is a spiritual treasure in envy. So you know, okay. if you're envious and you're coveting, you, you might want to listen to that show, especially if yeah, you're taking yeah. other people's uh, spouses and, and men and things. But I'm going to leave that alone. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to leave that alone. Just going to leave it alone. Well, home. anyway, I want to yeah. thank you. We had a good time. Good time, Laura. Yeah, topic. Um, yeah. Glad to know all of you have opinions about things. <laughs> Um, I was just alerted that we are still having testicle, I mean technical difficulties. <laughs> so we're going to have to just go ahead and log off. I can't with him. Yeah, crazy show, crazy show. I like every now and then we need to have a show like this. Um, yeah. But I want to thank you all for coming in here. Um, 
we're just going to have to say good night to everyone because we don't have any sound right now. But um, oh. I'm going to thank you all. Make sure you tune in next week. Make sure that you go to letsfaceitradio.com. Um, yes. where you can find out all information about the show. You can be a guest on the show. You can be a guest co-host on the show. Um, you can yeah. find a topic that you want us to talk about. And you can also get the apps on your phone, TuneIn, iTunes, yes. and also Stitcher. All right? Oh, we oh, got there music. We go. coming in. Hey. Yeah. But um, just want to tell everybody thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you all next week. All right? Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and friends on the Survival Radio Network. Please be sure to visit us on the web often at letsfaceitradio.com for the latest in show information, including upcoming shows, special guests, spotlight interviews, as well as exciting, innovative ways that you can be part of the show. So tune in next week for real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it. Backstage has everything to help you get a fresh start, including active gear from brands you love. Reebok, Fila, K-Swiss, and more. Hurry in and find the best booties of the season, starting at $19.99. And pamper yourself. Bring the spa home with fragrant candles, aroma diffusers, even salt lamps, starting at just $5.99. Best of all, look for incredible markdowns in every department all month long. Macy's Backstage. Off price, on trend, arriving daily. Find your store at Macy'sBackstage.com. What's in store for your business this week at Staples? Cases and cases of confidence. Staples can help give you the confidence that your business is ready for the year ahead with all the supplies you need. Like paper. And right now, when you buy a 10-ream case of Staples multi-purpose paper, you get one free. So you can be confident you're ready for whatever business comes your way. Buy one case of Staples multi-purpose paper, get one free. Now at Staples, where there's a whole lot in store. In-store only, limit 10. Valid through 1519.